Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us at our first Sustainability Beat of 23. Very glad to be here and to share our real-life case studies on what is often a very theoretical and complex uh, issue. And we're here to make it simple, to make it actionable, and to provide insights from various perspectives. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest speakers. Monica Kautan from Sustainability Catalyst in Hospitality. And Monica is, I think, perhaps today, one of the world's experts in sustainability for hospitality. Um, then we've got, straight from his holidays, Jack Marczewski from The Meetings Show, event director at The Meetings Show. Hi, Jack. Hello. Thank How you are you? Very good, thanks. It's uh, quite a contrast from sunny South Africa to be in cold Britain now. So. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And last but not least, our hotelier. Our hotelier uh, on the road to sustainability, Paolo Figueredo, CEO at the Group, uh, Quinta de Marina, part of Great Hotels of the World. Hi, Paolo. Hi, Rita. Hi, everyone. Pleasure to be here. Right. Now, um, we've got quite a wide range of viewpoints here, and we will start perhaps with Monica, with a bit more of a strategic outlook. How do you see sustainability in hotels today, Monica? Pleasure, Rita. Thank you for, for having me. Um, it is wonderful to be invited to accompany great hotels of the world uh, on their journey towards sustainability uh, in hospitality and to be trusted also with being part in selecting the winners of the 2022 Sustainable Future Awards. I know you, Rita, uh, and this very selected uh, group of independent hotels for many years, uh, having been involved in the great hotels of the world presentation to the German speaking markets. For over 30 years now, and yeah, time passes, and having worked with and for companies such as Hilton, Fairmont, Leading, or the largest owner-operator in London uh, with properties such as Hard Rock or the Royal Horse Guards, my key expertise was in the strategic sales and marketing development and positioning of hotel brands such as uh, yours in new client uh, markets or new regions and territories. That experience, um, and to be honest, the pandemic and what is happening around us in the world since then has led me to my engagement for sustainability in hospitality. Back in July of last year, I started to assemble experts and catalysts in the field, including sustainability managers of hotel companies, tour operators, corporate travel, hotel universities, think tanks, and the media, with by now over 200, 205, I think, members across the globe sharing best practice, collaborating and working together. And I know Rita, you are a very active part of this group. Thank you for that. Um, and that is also why and how uh, the aim of my work as a consultant today is to create tailored strategies for my clients that include all areas of sustainable hotel management. So thank you, Rita, for leading the discussion with the great motto in the, um, in the introduction, the imperative for change. Um, and change is imperative indeed. 
Whether inspired by the improvement of corporate image and be aware of greenwashing here, a possible increase in market share and employee retention or attraction, as it's very important nowadays, or even potential cost savings, hospitality players must join this unprecedented mobilization called sustainability across the globe. The modern day hotelier, and I'm sure Paolo will uh, agree to this, um, needs to have an in-depth knowledge, um, not only uh, of operations, marketing, HR, finance, communications, stakeholder relations, but today needs to also put key importance on environmental, ethic, and social responsibilities. And still, sustainability is often discussed in terms of operational tasks, challenges, efficiencies, and strategic positioning. It is in my view, and yeah, it's however much more faceted and needs a sustainability mindset, which many, well, all of the greater tales of the world have, as I've seen, and a dedicated strategy throughout all elements of the organization. You could almost say it's a strategic sustainability puzzle. The UN Agenda 2030 for Sustainable Development, or SDG, as we know, in short, some of the icons are right behind me, uh, includes 17 goals um, that comprise 169 targets and 231 unique and globally valid indicators covering topics such as ending poverty, accessing quality education, providing water and energy access, reducing inequality, conserving natural environment. And uh, we have a beautiful natural environment behind Paolo that needs conservation, uh, promoting employment and decent work for all. And the SDGs, as you can imagine, are highly interconnected. For our hotel industry, you might want to look at sustainable marketing, sustainable PR, sustainable sales and key account procurement, people and culture management, sustainable reporting within finance, together with sustainable operations management. And to make this point a bit more transparent and also to stay within my limited time budget, uh, I will start by highlighting two of the pieces of this puzzle that might not be on people's, um, first on people's minds. First, and I start with finance. Very dry for most of all, sustainable reporting. We had a webinar back in November on the subject um, because starting this fiscal year, the EU, and it pertains obviously for us here in the EU, the EU Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, and that's really a, a mouthful, CSRD in short, will bring sustainability reporting on par with your financial reporting. The directive will apply to all companies listed on the EU regulated market, markets, um, that have a net turnover of 40 million euro, a balance sheet total of 20, and 250 employees throughout the fiscal year. Two of the three um, components must apply. Companies will need to comply with the amended rules for fiscal years beginning on or after 1st of Jan 23 for reporting in 24. So it's upon us. Small and medium-sized enterprises have until 1st of January 26 to comply with the reporting requirements. So now you might think, well, for the time being, <laughs> the CSRD directive does not apply to my hotel or my company. Because 
as we know, approximately 99, 95% of the plus 2 million tourism businesses in the EU alone, and that's the backbone of our industry, are small and medium-sized companies. But looking at the next piece of the puzzle, sustainable sales and key account procurement, you will quickly see how possibly a large part of your corporate business might be affected. There is an increased demand by our key account and mostly global clients, international clients, for transparency of their supplier sustainability data, and that is your, as a hotelier, sustainability uh, data, to ensure that uh, they progress towards reaching their own internal climate action goals, as well as complying to the new laws and regulations, which, for, for example, is the CSRD. So even though you might be a small and medium-sized company, you might be affected if you have international or EU large clients. Monica, just, just one question here, because this is super relevant yeah. for independent hotels. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to share this. Uh, we, one of our hotels, one of our hotels lost, didn't even make it to the forefront of a key account with Vodafone and Siemens because um, they didn't provide enough evidence and measuring of their sustainability. So they had the actions in place, they had done wonderful things, but they didn't measure them. So at the end of the year, they couldn't say, we went from A to B. Yes. And they lost it. They didn't make it to the final. They didn't even make it to the first goalpost. So the refusal of this RFP came, first of all, you didn't comply with the sustainability indicators, measurements, so KPIs. And second, you didn't, I don't know, provide enough seasons, all things that you could renegotiate, typically. This yeah. sustainability was an immediate refusal. You couldn't argue. And lots so, of lots of business, I'm sure. Lots of business out there. And, and we definitely yeah. saw this. I mean, it was too late because the hotel simply didn't have the measurements in place anyway. So they couldn't. Yeah. And, you know, 2030 is literally six years away because we're in 23 already, right? So, Absolutely. So, so, you know, I'm yeah. an independent hotelier. Monica, you're brilliant. You're <laughs> what I want to do. Yes, I want to work. What, what would be my first step? I mean, yes. how does... How do you break down this huge mass of information and acronyms? You know, someone like Paolo has, as you said, so many fronts on which to work. Business hopefully will continue booming this year. We're still going to face HR challenges. You know, the uncertainty is all there. So, you know, you know what keeps me awake at night in sustainability and how could someone like you help me? Yeah. steps. That's a very good, a very vital and important question, uh, Rita, and all the hoteliers out there. Uh, and I'm really glad I chose two of the examples of the sustainability bouquet or puzzle uh, that cover exactly that, because certification is my next point. And that's the only remedy you need to get certi certified uh, in order, for example, Siemens, uh, Albert Kung, the, the director of the Global Hotel Procurement Program, has pointed out that he will not accept any hotel that is not certified. Um, and there are various players, which I will come to, 
that you can uh, go to, uh, including obviously HRS, because HRS is procurement, procuring all the hotel bookings for and, and the, the purchase for Siemens uh, and some other major players. So we will come right. to that very good question. Right. <laughs> and I would always, if I may step one step back, I would always recommend to, to get help from outside because there are so many pieces to the puzzle. And that's why I hone in on that subject so, so much that in order to, to really tick all the boxes, you, you need to be an expert in all the various points. And that's also a reason why I gathered this group of over 200 experts by now as a claviature, like on a piano, we can now work together in various fields under the large umbrella of an overall strategy for sustainability, where certification is one, marketing is another, uh, reporting is, is a third, and so, so forth. So I would always highly recommend an overall strategy that has all the components underneath, look at the most important for your hotel, and certification, if you are working with international players, certainly is one of them. Right. Thank you very much, Monica. So Monica's already opened um, the wide uh, bouquet of sustainability. Um, I'd just like to drill down a little bit to what Great Hotels of the World has been doing briefly before handing over um, to one of our hoteliers. One of the news um, that we did was uh, we created last year our Sustainability Awards. Now, we started on our road as a brand last year, so 22, very recently. And the reality is our 50 or so independent hotels, they all had brilliant initiatives to share. And what they needed, first of all, we felt was a platform on which to share them and partners with whom to work on their road. So without further ado, I would like to share our winners. So the first winner, luckily for you, Paolo, we divided our awards in sustainable events, um, social sustainability, people, and financial, environmental. So our first winner, can we just go back, sorry, sustainable event was Oneria Quinta de Mourinho, Echo Hub Cascais. Now, this was a very strategic project that the hotel um, took on, and Paula will tell us a bit more about that, um, which was uh, working together with a community of hoteliers and service providers um, to really embrace the local community in terms of their service offering, in terms of sustainability. So they made a micro community very sustainable with existing partners. Our second winner for social sustainability is the Bale in Nusa Duo. Now again, um, and Jose Luis Calle is here with us on this call. Glad to see you, Jose Luis. Um, and your hotel with its passion for life also looked upon and really implemented sustainability strategically covering all areas that you possibly could um, of your hotel. So we thought that was a great project. These projects are all live on our website, by the way. You can check them out and see what great things our hotels have been doing. Next slide, please. Environmental sustainability. Now here we had, again, life cycle thinking. So reusing, reutilizing, repurposing materials by the Chedi Lustica Bay in Montenegro. Lastly, 
economic sustainability. And Monica, I agree with you. Finance is the backbone of most of what we do in hotels. Our award goes to Illunion Hotels. So Illunion Hotels, apart from being an incredible brand in terms of inclusivity, they includes, they have inclusivity really in their DNA, um, launched this very innovative project using a partner, again, keeping it simple, using a partner, Too Good To Go, which is already in many different countries, and fighting against food waste. So clients can come and pick up the food in their hotels that the hotel has made that isn't going to waste, and they take away a fantastically cooked hotel meal. So these are our awards. Congratulations to all our hotels. Congratulations to our 16 finalists, because we did have 16 finalists. And it was an absolutely brilliant experience. Now, 23, we really thought we need to really step up a gear. So we're bringing in partners that can help make it happen. Um, and, you know, I'd just like to bring back this to real life, real life events, real life initiatives. And I'm so proud to introduce Paolo Figueredo from the Oneria, who will talk to us a little bit about what you've been doing at the Oneria Group last year and this year, and what your projects are for this year. Well, thank you again for uh, inviting our uh, group to um, participate in uh, such an important uh, forum. Um, it, it, thank you for the, the prize. It's also, it was uh, uh, something that we were not aware of till this moment. So thank you very much for Great Tales of the World of uh, sending out uh, this news right now. Um, well, um, I'm, I work within the group for the last uh, 13 years and um, uh, the location of the um, Oneria um, main resort is standing in the middle of nature. So it's embraced by the mountains of Sintra and the Atlantic Ocean. So I remember that when I first arrived to the company, the owner always told me that uh, there were two things that he was um, always needed to know uh, if we wanted to do something around this. One was if you wanted to clean a tree, you would need to be asked for it. So we could not do anything on the trees around us without this authorization. The property stands on, a, uh, on an area of 100 hectares. You can imagine how many trees there are here. The second rule I got to know when I arrived to the company is that the land and nature is too beautiful to have cars sitting on. So he doesn't want cars running around the area uh, because it's too beautiful to be seen with cars. Cars aren't really beautiful enough to just stand on the premises. So all the projects within the Onero Group were um, right from its genes are to be taken um, uh, on unique locations. And the unique location just can be a unique while the project stands if you treat it, that location with the, its uniqueness. So thinking on that, every time we take on uh, one of our decisions, a management decision, it needs to have always a sustainable approach. Um, all investments are made with that backbone. We need to take our measurements and our decisions made up also on sustainability practices. So, and a, a unique area can only be unique if you really take care of it. 
So um, we have developed many projects there. Co-op Cascais, it's uh, an extension of other projects we are doing because in Quinta de Marinha area, there are mainly four hotels. And um, uh, the Eco Hub, it's the opportunity to do in this uh, um, natural park an eco event that can gather up to 1,000 people. And it's also not only a business opportunity, but an opportunity to do a huge, large event that can have a eco um, uh, feeling right from the beginning up to the end of the event. So Paolo, the service. Sorry, what was the reaction of your partners on the ground in the Echo Hub when you presented the idea? Well, what did they well, feel? Um, actually, we started working in other perspectives in order to make this uh, gathering uh, a little bit more um, real for everyone. For instance, uh, nowadays, we used to, every single hotel in the area used to have its own transfer service to take guests to Cascais Center. And uh, one day I arrived to them and I said, well, this doesn't make sense. We, have, we all have one bus, a uh, nine-seated bus, and we are making permanent transfers between our resorts and the center of Cascais. Why don't we gather together? We find a bus that it's more um, eco-sustainable um, in its uh, usage, and it can go and drop and pick up people in every single hotel and does the same for the four hotels, so we don't have to have four people doing that same job all the pollution Absolutely. that comes together with those buses. So it all started like that. So it was, it had a financial impact directly because we are less uh, costs related to have that service provided to the guests. Guests can have the chance to see other places around, not only where we are standing and going into Cascais. And uh, it came very effectively uh, in terms of environmental uh, approach for the, for the area. So, it's thinking always a little bit more further than just thinking about the service itself. Every action that we take, we need to think what could be done so this action can be a little bit more uh, operational uh, effective, financial effective, environmental effective, and if it can bring some additional learning, not only to the management team, but also to the staff and to the guests, that would be the, the the cherry on the top of the okay. cake. And how, how have you worked with your team members to bring them into the project? I remember you talking about one of your projects that was especially powerful in terms of team engagement. Can yes. you tell us a bit more about that one? Yeah, we recently done a, a full hotel renovation. And uh, while doing the, the hotel renovation, uh, we noticed that uh, we needed to remove from the hotel uh, about 6,000 items that are within the hotel that were going to be renovated. So we had two chances. We just let it go with the construction company and everything was removed and not really making a, a big sense on the, all the uh, opportunity we had on reutilizing all those items. Or we could make a team building with all our 150 uh, staff members. And we went ourselves taking all those items from the room. We had them catalog in our garage and we supported uh, about um, 36 organizations from 17 cities in the country, giving back 4,500 items that we took out from the rooms. So 
and it's it wasn't only because of the economical aspect because the economics here wasn't really the thing but the the goodwill of the staff feel and the feel that came back to them while they were seeing the institutions that were supported coming to the hotel and picking up things and so happy to have new mattresses new lighting new furniture new tvs that could be taken to these uh, 1736 uh, uh, institutions was so grateful for everyone that of course staff also care about companies that are uh, uh, sustainable uh, uh, managed so um, i'm sure that our staff within the company that have chosen us to work with also because we have this on our core business so uh, every decision that we really take in consideration brings that on board and that's so important because nowadays when staff are using the things inside the rooms they also use them with a little bit more careful approach because they know that it might be needed to be given back to some institution in the in the future great and what about your projects for this year how are you going to go even further because you have i don't know i think at least four projects yeah. with a sustainable ethos going at any time how are you what's your next level well um since uh, the last 10 years we've i've i went to see how much project to developed since uh, 2011 and I noticed that we've managed to do about 100 projects in 10 years. So we are doing basically 10, 10 projects per year. For this year, and a little bit going um, towards what Monica was saying, this cannot only be uh, something that uh, we, you have a good idea and you put something in place. You have to really have a department that can lead the sustainability like if you have a department head uh, as an F&B manager or a rooms division manager or a hotel manager, you have to have someone within the company that can really lead this ahead. And uh, because the, also in the economical front, this is very, very important because if you are just too focused on your operation, on treating your guests right and doing everything, you will not have the mindset to do what you need to do, and that will also have an economical impact uh, uh, on your on your management. And uh, I, I have a great example that will lead us to a new project. Um, last year, we've uh, um, to in 2000, beginning of 2021, uh, end of 2021-22, we made an installation of um, um, solar panels on the building that now have the ability to um, give 30% of our full consumption of energy in the hotel are produced by these, uh, these panels. When we took this decision, we invested something around 260,000 euros on this investment and it would had more or less a payback of 10 years. But with the price of energy rising crazy, like it's, it's happening this last uh, uh, two years, actually the payback will be in three years that's when we are paying back this investment so uh, when we took the decision we weren't aware of the changes that uh, the future would bring to us and um, the project for and we've done this installation and we are taking advantage economically wise but also um, it's it's bringing us a little bit more 
of an opportunity that we are looking to 2023-24 and maybe adding a little bit further. So what we are doing now, we are also doing the same uh, project in our restaurants. So we also have a restaurant chain, so we're doing the same. But we are going to do the same with our employees. So we have 150 employees. And what we do is we're going to bring a consulting company to work with us, going to our employees' homes and seeing what kind of changes we can do in their homes so they can be more electrical effective. So in places where we can put solar panels, we will support our staff members in order to have um, a study that can maybe uh, inst make installation for personal usage of energy in our staff. Some other houses, it might be just changing the lamps or changing some of the equipments within the house. And we will try to see if we can uh, support that change also with our with our staff. So it will be the, in the impact that we are getting uh, from this investment in the hotel. We will try to share it with our staff so they can also take advantage on their private life. And, Brilliant. Uh, so that's the full circle. Yeah. Let's just and hope you can manage the starting point and measure the starting point of all the staff consumptions. And then in a year, measure how much they've saved thanks to you. That's amazing. That's Thank you. absolutely amazing. Well done. Um, lastly, Paolo, um, third facet of sustainability in your hotels. How, how do the guests react? How do you communicate all of this to the guests? How does yeah. this impact their stay? As I said, um, the projects uh, for us, they always make more sense if we get uh, the chance to get the guests involved and the, the, the staff involved. Um, we had a project, we were connected with World Wild Foundation, we supported, we were the pioneers on the pro in Portugal with the project uh, Checkout for Nature. So basically we were charging a euro for, um, for every single stay and giving it back to World Wild Foundation. But we were supporting a specific project in Portugal that was um, actually, um, there is a, uh, the cork tree areas, the, there's a place in Portugal called Montado where they are producers of cork. And the, but to keep the cork trees um, connected uh, and the, the, not having the producers of cork, cork trees changing to a different agriculture, they needed to be supported. And uh, the cork trees are actually very important for biodiversity and for some species to be retained. So to get that involved, when we were uh, supporting that action, we were not only giving that money back to WWF and supporting a local project in Portugal. There was a moment in the year where we would take 50% of our staff there and we would participate in the cork tree uh, dismounting. So we would also work with employees there. Then we would do a picnic. And if we had the chance to take our customers and our guests on that uh, picnic and th that activity, we would do so. So when a guest was coming to check out and he was asking, why are you taking the one year from my stay for this WWF uh, project? From minibar to cleaning to reception or to the F&B, everyone knew the project. And that's what really made sense. And that's how we try to involve uh, customers. So in the day of the tree, we take customers out on the course and we try to do some activities around trees and uh, we embrace the activity, not only with staff, but also with the guests that are staying within the hotel. 
Oh, fantastic, Paolo. Amazing initiatives. I think they're really an example, and that's why we, we invited Paolo. We've got amazing initiatives in all our hotels, but Oneria, I do feel, is a step ahead, um, I think most hotels, uh, in how all embracing their sustainability is and um, and really how, how exciting. They're always developing projects. Um, so uh, we've got Monica with the imperative for change. The world out there is really calling out that we can't ignore it anymore. We've had a, a testimonial from Paolo at the Oneria Group. And I'd like to call upon Jack from uh, the meetings show. And the meetings show um, also embraced sustainability in a slightly different way. Um, and so, Jack, could you introduce us, to, well, to the North Star Travel Group? Most people here will know, hopefully. And exactly what uh, the meetings show decided to do, why, and how's it all panned out? Yes, of course. So, um, again, thanks for having me. Um, it's quite hard to follow, Paolo, because case studies like that are so engaging. So, um, But it's great to hear about all that, um, all the fantastic work that's been going on. Um, and so just, yes, just to introduce the meeting show, North Star Travel Group, very quickly. Um, North Star Travel Group, we run publications and events across the globe, um, across travel, from corporate travel to uh, sports travel. So we really are um, a quite a all incorporated brand of, of travel, really. Um, so I work for the, the UK um, arm and I am uh, in charge or event director of the meeting show, business travel show and teams. So uh, the meeting show is hosted by a led event, trade show within London, um, attended by event organizers from mainly the UK, um, but across Europe as well. Uh, and then business travel show is, is, is a similar thing. It's attended by corporate travel managers uh, and teams is a, a, a sports travel event as well. So three industries which are um, have a microscope on them really for sustainability and haven't traditionally been the most sustainable industries. Um, but it, it, we're also in a very privileged position that I am an event organizer, but I'm running an event for other event organizers. So my pains and issues and, and un, inability to understand things are, are quite often replicated um, from my audience. So it gives me a bit of an insight into what they might be thinking. Um, obviously, with with uh, with the sustainability and um, and over the last 10, 20 years and and um, the, the research and the, and the backing from government and the, the demands from governments across the globe, events are, have always been a, a, uh, a catalyst for change. And so we wanted to make sure we were at the forefront of that as the meeting show. Like with a lot of other organisers, though, and, and as Monica kind of said, we're not experts. And so it's a really daunting um, first step to be taking to become sustainable or to start talking about sustainability. Um, so we enlisted the help of, of some experts. There's a, an association called ILA in the UK um, and, and kind of across, they, they work across the, uh, Europe as well, um, to partner with us to help us start a sustainable journey. Um, that started with North Star Travel Group actually signing a net zero, net zero carbon pledge uh, for uh, by 2050, I believe it is, um, and but there's certain uh, it's alongside the Paris Agreement, so there's a 50% reduction. Um, sorry, I've got it here by 2030. Um, so quite aggressive um, uh, 
uh, ambitions. Again, very daunting in, in where we make those, those gains and how we go along that journey. Um, so in going through this whole process and, and starting to understand what sustainability was, um, that it, as again, Monica mentioned, it's not just um, reducing electricity or anything, like there's so many different aspects towards it. We kind of saw an opportunity um, to not just educate what our uh, educate our audience, so other event organisers, and the potential impact that would have on their events going along, uh, and the change that that could bring along, but to also um, help them engage stakeholders and help bring stuff together in more of a bite-sized um, educational package. So the decision again to partner with ILA was made to launch uh, the sustainable event, the complete sustainable events course, um, and. The idea behind it is to give individuals at companies the confidence to to have the sustainable conversation with their potential clients or with their stakeholders. So it's the idea of the course. It's a, a six week course. Um, it has uh, it covers everything from sourcing to supply chains to stakeholder engagement to reporting, um, and it's really just to give people that initial confidence and stepping stone to take that journey of sustainability because if they're anything like we are and probably still are it's it's really daunting um but i think one of the particular things and 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 it's been mentioned today is the best way forward and the best way to learn is to be transparent about your journey to be um to to measure everything to be able to benchmark it but because without all of that information and if you're hiding anything you're never going to progress no one's saying i mean we're, we're trade shows as i mentioned before trade shows currently are, are, are very unsustainable but if we kind of just said all right well we're unsustainable we're never going to change then that's that's not the way forward so it's about how can we make these little incremental growths and bring people along in the journey with us um to then make a larger change down the line now for, for us as an exhibit um exhibition our kind of a, a huge amount of our um, emissions and, 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 and everything doesn't actually come from what we're doing as a company. It's actually our scope three. So it's all of our exhibitors and what they're doing and what, how they're bringing things over and how sustainable their stands are. So again, it's that education and the, the, the kind of community feel and bringing people on the journey and, and educating the right people and, and getting people to as, as Paolo said, invest in the right things and, and what, what might seem an investment to someone in finance of, oh, we're just going to lose all that money for, for, for something that's maybe a bit of a fad. Actually, there's real real time um, examples of that saving money in the long run and actually being beneficial, not just for sustainable, for the, the environment itself, but for, for everything surrounding that as well. So that's kind of our position. We're in a, a really privileged position to do that. Um, and it's uh, it's going quite nicely at the moment, yeah. <laughs> right, well, speaking from our perspective, as we took part in the meetings show last year and certainly the years before, for, sorry, for us, your new strategy, part of your strategy with stands using um, uh, screens instead of, new built stands made all the sense in the world. And the reality is the setup and bringing down is shortened to two or three hours. So in that sense, I'm sure there are 
real life savings and you know and trade shows will evolve and it will become more about technology and less about you know wooden stands and carpets that are thrown away after three days and all of that I'm, I'm sure slowly we will all get there but from our perspective as a client of the meetings show it makes absolute sense to you know to go for the screens and um you know and and I think it was a great step forward how many I mean have you had um, enrollments in the course? What's been the um, sort of the trend uh, since it started? Uh, so we only, we did our, it was our second year um, uh, at the end of last year. So um, we, it runs around November time. Um, so it's our second year. We had about a 50 to 70% increase in, in attendees. Um, we, we're seeing, the, the growth in it is great. I mean, we the, the course itself is, um, so we have all the expertise from Isla, um, but as we kind of found out from, from Paolo, the most engaging thing is case studies and stories and real real, real examples of how people do it. So um, a few years ago, we we worked with Andy King as one of our keynotes. So Andy King from the Fire Festival, that that Netflix documentary that everyone remembers, um, was, was, was painted in, in in a fairly bad light in that, but actually in in meeting him and understanding that the work he did to to try and um, repay a lot of the the people put out joint by that event, and also his sustainability credentials and the events he's kind of run within the US was gave us a bit of an opportunity to utilize his storytelling and engagement to kind of find that into. Um, into the course itself and with the expertise so it, it's growing we're adding year on year we'll add bits and update it because this is an ever-changing in um ever-changing narrative and ever-changing expertise ever-changing research is coming out so um we we have to update it but um year on year it, it's it's growing quite nicely and it's really the, the kind of comments and, and benefits that we get uh, are great because it's not just the learning it's also connecting like-minded people within that to then explore their own ideas and come up with other ideas outside of it. So um, it's, it's a really nice platform for, for change. Yeah. So like a network community. So um, yes, we've got a question here from Melissa Rodriguez. Paolo, following on from Rita's question, how would you recommend communicating this, all these initiatives to prospective guests? How would you go about this whoa what a question <laughs> yeah it, it is a good question for the for the times i would say that uh, when we started back uh, in 2010 when all when i came to the company and there were already projects ongoing we were actually on on the process of uh, hotels um, echo hotel certification with two clients by then which was a very complex uh, process uh, we concluded it uh, and um, we never, uh, never, we started doing things so we could shout out what we were doing. We were doing because our core business, it's connected to having unique properties. And to keep it unique, you have to do it the right way and you have to protect your environmental area uh, around you. So we, uh, at this stage, uh, one of the things that we have, uh, are doing for 2023, as I said before, it's bringing someone on board uh, that it's taking uh, as a deputy uh, operations manager, and he's also taking uh, the sustainability briefcase. So uh, there's a lot of things we can do uh, to address uh, better communication on this um, on this um, 
uh, on these projects. But I, I, I think that the guests that are coming and the staff that are connected with us are doing a good job because they are totally participating on those projects. But we have a long way to go. Uh, marketing team will be totally involved with uh, our new deputy operations manager to also address uh, a better communication so we can somehow close the circle. But we don't want to give the idea, and we are always very careful with that, we don't want to give the idea that the projects we are developing and the, the ideas we are putting on place are to be sounding good. We don't want that. The ideas and the projects are because they are meaningful in terms of economics, in terms of sustainability, in terms of the social area, in terms of the local community. And we can address certain community problems that we wouldn't be able to do um, other way. And that's the main goal. So we, we will always be very careful with the way we communicate so we won't, it won't sound that something is being done just because we want to Right. shout out to the idea yeah so it's really about doing the right thing isn't it whatever you do you just do the right thing um now incredibly enough we've we're coming to the end of our time and i'd just like to wrap up with one question um for each of you jack if you had to say your number one priority for the for the meeting show or you know, whatever, what would your number one priority be this year for sustainability? Um, it might, might sound like a boring one, but it really is accurate measurement because right. we are on a very long journey. Um, and it's only when you see the, the numbers that you can start to see where you can make improvements. Great, great. Monica, what would be your number one priority this year? I, I would agree, Jack. Uh, measure it, um, document it, talk about it uh, in the right way, obviously, and get help because uh, it's such a complex uh, uh, subject. Uh, it's not one subject, it's multi multiple subjects under one roof, uh, a big puzzle. And yeah. uh, it's always good to have to get help to uh, get through the maze. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, measure thank it, you, Monica. Paolo, your number one priority, just one among your 300? Well, it's to really get this department rolling. Um, it's um, it's going to be a, a big job. And uh, uh, as Jack and Monica said, the measurements are quite important. So we can really explain to ownership what's the importance of having these uh, ideas and having these projects on the road. And that what I'm sure it's going to, it's what's going to lead us to new projects, new opportunities and um, bring uh, uh, everyone on board. I would say that uh, probably uh, never like now, we will also be judged by our staff and uh, chosen by the staff that wants to work with us by the way we are placed as a business company. So, uh, and the decisions that we take. So uh, I'm sure that uh, we will be uh, honored by more people to work with us if we also uh, show our concern on these matters and um, getting this department on the road is uh, really the main goal for uh, 2023. Great. Thank you very much, Paolo. Thank you to all of you. On behalf of Great Hotels of the World, thank you for coming. Thank you for taking part. Thank you to all the audience. We will be um, sharing 
the names of these uh, companies and uh, sources of information that both Monica and Jack mentioned. So Isla, Hospitality Alliance, all of that, helping you to reach out um, as and when you need it. And um, on behalf of Great Hotels of the World, let's get to work. Thank you for your part in it. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.